name is Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms, that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, that now support and inspire others to do the same. And today we are giving a voice to Nicole Terrell and she is from Utah in the US and welcome to the Victim to Victory podcast, Nicole. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me here. It is an absolute pleasure. Now, before we have Nicole come on and tell bits of her story and how she's actually being an inspiration and a change maker in the world today, I've got a little bit about her that I want to share with you. So Nicole is the founder and creator of Wildly Worthy Women, where she teaches women that manifestation is a healing process in which they strip away the conditioning that led them to abandon themselves in order to create a sense of safety or feel of feeling loved through the trauma they experience so that they can reconnect with their most authentically magnetic selves. And I'm looking forward to hearing a bit more about that and how Nicole got into that perhaps as well. And Nicole came by the practice of manifestation with the desire for ease in a life that felt way too hard way too long and found that as she navigated her own healing journey the traditional manifestation messages that are steeped in surface level positivity and high vibes only messaging left her feeling like she still wasn't good enough to live a life that she craved now I know that um, you need to go and check out Nicole's content because she works with a lot of women um, to help them fall in love with themselves and their lies through the combination of breaking old paradigms and unworthiness. And we've all felt that as women, especially gaining mindful awareness of their trauma. And if that is not enough, this woman is amazing, beginning to have faith in the powerful support of the universe. This is so necessary. You're a thought leader. You're a world changer, you're an inspirer, and you're 100% empowering women in this space. Nicole, who are you and where does your story start? Thank you for that intro, Tracy. Um, yeah, my, my story starts, I was, I guess it starts at the beginning. The, uh, I was um, born to a teen mom who had been born to a teen mom. And I was given up for adoption. I was left in foster care and lived with my grandparents until I was given up at age four. And um, there were just so many different variations of being left in my life that when I was finally adopted and um, welcomed into a family, my adoptive mother passed away when I was eight from breast cancer. And so I feel like I spent my whole life just seeking a mother and, um, and, you know, just feeling like I wasn't quite good enough. I, I have vivid memories of being age two and, you know, watching my mom 
leave me somewhere and walk away and just chasing down the street, yelling for her and not understanding why she left me. And so then when I became a mom at 17, it was like, this was my chance to kind of heal those wounds and become the mom that I always wanted to have. And having my daughter really changed my life. But then what happened was I spent the next, you know, several years, many years, I I had another child and I was in a really toxic marriage and just had learned to kind of mute my true self to be safe and acceptable and hopefully not left again. And as I grew up, you know, when I was 30, I, I left my, my husband and then went into another marriage that was unhealthy in its own way. Um, and started to learn all the patterns and what they meant and, um, got really into manifestation because, you know, you watch the secret and all of those things and they make it feel like those things are available to us too. Even those of us who, you know, everyone had told that's not available to you, you know, you're not special enough or, you know, those things just don't happen to people like us. And it gave me hope, but then I kept coming against blocks, reasons that it still seemed like those things weren't available to me, even though what I was learning was that it was available to me. And um, I just became really passionate about busting through whatever it was that was keeping me stuck. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to touch on the fact, if you don't mind, Nicole, when you said you started to realize uh, the patterns, what did that mean to you? What, what, what was the awareness you had around that? Um, really awareness around like that my needs mattered too, and just learning to learning to own that. So when I would ask for my needs to be met and then, and then they wouldn't be inevitably that like, I could assume that that was because I didn't get to have them met. Or I could say that's, that's on the other person. My needs still deserve to be met. And so there were a lot of conversations within therapy and within coaching relationships where, where I would be questioning myself. I think so many women can relate to the idea of just not trusting themselves and seeking somebody else outside them to say, you know, yes, you had a right to feel that way. Yes, you have a right to want this thing. And, um, and just learning to surround myself with people that did believe in me and my right to be experiencing life the way, the way I was experiencing it and the way I wanted to be. And then, through that, I, I started to integrate that belief into my own life versus, you know, always looking for outside validation. Now with our, with our belief systems and our value systems, and especially being a young mom of a young mom, it's almost um, like wanting to break those generational cycles as well. Would that be true to say? Yes, absolutely. That was honestly my original mission because I actually, I went to coaching school many years back and 
really wanted to change the world, but I, what I didn't realize was that I was still so deep in my own healing that I wasn't quite prepared to, to really help somebody else change their life. I needed to change mine. And what I was wanting to change was breaking those cycles of trauma and, you know, and doing that, I, I'm able to look back now and say, wow, I did break those cycles. I was the mom who didn't give up the child. And, you know, now my daughter's 20. I was, you know, I was the catalyst for her to not then go on to be a teen mom and just honoring the fact that, that I was a change maker. I braked cycles that had been going on for generations before me. And I'm really proud of that. And I think we all need to really just own the big things we've done and recognize that they are big. Definitely. And what kind of values did you instill um, uh, mainly into your your eldest daughter who's 20? Your values growing up and as we get older, they all change, right? Our values and our beliefs, they all yes. change. What, what would you say are the biggest values or the biggest advice um, uh, to direct your older daughter? What would you say they would be? Honestly, it's that she is allowed to be herself. I mean, she is wildly different than me and I love her for it. And I just think that I learned so much to condition who I was presenting to the world because I needed to feel safe and and loved. And so for me, it was just so important that she be allowed to be herself, you know, sassy and loud and everything, (laughs) because I learned to be quiet and accommodating and, um, you know, and we don't know how much of, of who we are is a result of what we learn to be, to be acceptable to others. And so, you know, I'm still kind of finding myself and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 38 years old, so I'm still on that journey. And my ultimate wish is that my children feel like they're not always trying to figure out who they are because they were allowed to be that person from the start. Oh, wow. That is very powerful, Nicole. That is very powerful. And just giving them that space as well to be themselves. Now, I read somewhere recently, it was from a principal of a school and it was, um, don't get too caught up on the grades because, you know, that that child that's failing silent, failing silent science, they just might be you know, the best, um, the next biggest entrepreneur or the child that, um, you know, flunked out on the sport, getting into the sports team or the basketball team or something like that. That's okay because they're not really athletic. They're just reading books and they're the next world's greatest author, you know? So I think sometimes our social conditioning and requiring that validation or that gold star on the report card, um, you know, we're seeking always that external validation And I think what you said is so powerful about you saying that you just want her, your daughter to be her true, authentic self. And I think we hear that thrown around just so often. Um, But when we truly listen to the words behind that, that means not requiring someone's validation. Uh, That means that um, you you have so much self-respect and you're putting on your own oxygen mask, you know, to look after yourself before you can actually look after everybody else. Now, 
I'm really interested and I, I hope you don't mind sharing, Nicole, but um, you've had two marriages. Um, you have two children, your 20-year-old and your four-year-old boy, three, three children. Yes. Wonderful. And um, how, how, I know how important it is for you to break those generational signs uh, and leave that legacy. Where are you now in that journey of totally empowering yourself so that you can go on to empower others? Um, I know that sometimes in this kind of thinking cycle, we just, you know, we have to break through. So when times get tough, and you think, no, I, I've got to keep going. Talk me through a little bit about what goes on for you there. Well, I mean, I think that like the healing journey, it can be a lifelong one. It just doesn't necessarily have to be really deeply hard for the life journey of it. And so now, I mean, I would say that I am living so authentically and yet there's times where I, my fear keeps me stuck. And what I now have is the ability to go, wow, you're really stuck, Nicole. What do we need to do? You know, and just doing that with some self-awareness. And I liked what you said about like, you know, I, it's almost like a buzzword, the whole living as your true self. And it used to sound just so silly to me. I was like, what, like, everybody's doing that. Why are we even talking about <laughs> living as your true self? <laughs> right. Because nobody's intentionally not being their true self. That the, the tricky part is that we learned to try to be somebody else. And so, you know, we learn to seek outside validation. I often have shared it within my first marriage. I, I used to I used to tell myself if he would just hit you, then you could leave, you know, and just now in looking at that and that mindset, it's like, oh my gosh, that was enough to leave. But I was looking for some big enough reason. And I would often like talk to my friends and say, this is what happened. Like he, you know, it felt so unhealthy and so terrifying so many times. And does this seem like enough? you know, and they couldn't answer that for me. I needed to find that strength within myself. And so learning to actually trust that you can answer something for yourself is a part of being your authentic self. And I just think that that's, that's something that we don't even necessarily recognize when we're, we're doing that because, you know, we're thinking that we're, gathering all the necessary data, or we just want to make the right decision. And we all have the right decision available to us, I believe. Oh, we sure do. I, I 100% totally agree, Nicole. And I'm glad you just dropped that, um, that bombshell as well, because we do. We hear Les Brown say it, we have the greatness within us, right? We all have that power. It's what we do with it. And I heard another saying as well, I think it was um, on one of the, the Tony Robbins conferences, and um, he actually said that the graveyard is the most expensive real estate on earth, because that's where our dreams go to die. And that just mm. blew me away. So um, I tap into 
to that energy when it's a hard day and it's a hard slog and you're tired and you've got to do things. What would you say is the biggest thing um, that you that you tap into to to keep going through the tough times? You know, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I take I make priorities now that like feel like they're most pressing at the time. And I give myself full permission to put other things on the back burner. And so one of those things, as you just mentioned that Tony Robbins quote, it made me think about how I'm only just beginning to start on the healing of what diet culture has, has done to me in my life. And that one I've really kind of put, I've thought I've put it on the back burner for several years. Um, but it's always kind of this program running in the background of like, but also once you lose weight, then you could really stand up and shine your, your best light. And it's like, as I've started to investigate that one, um, now that I've, now that I've allowed it to be a priority, oh, my mind is blown about how insidious this all the messages that, you know, we grow up with that are all throughout our society, keep us stuck. And I remember meeting with a nutritionist in my early twenties and she said, you know, what will happen when you do reach your weight loss goals? And I just remember saying, then I can live my life. Then, you know, I can stop having this one thing that felt like the biggest thing in my life be the priority. And I can go on to have my dreams. And then I went on for another 10, 15 years, not living my dreams because I was. And how many of <laughs> us do that? Weight. How many of us do that, Nicole? That is so yes. true. Wow. Yes. And it's just like, we don't have to have it all figured out, but we do have to be committed to continuing the, the path. And so right now I'm just on the path. I'm appreciating the path and you know, and knowing that I still have work to do. And this, this one area is a big one that's going to take some time to untangle. And what is the biggest um, uh, tips or insights you could share around manifestation? Uh, for me, it's, I see manifestation. I like to say that you need to integrate it with your healing journey. And so when it comes to the thing that you're wanting to manifest, rather than devoting all your energy to creating the vision, which is a very important and fun piece of it, you need to lean into the blocks, you know? So the things that, you know, those little nagging feelings that say like, but who am I to want this thing? Or, you know, that's a little bit too much to ask for. Maybe I should tone it down. Those are the things that you need to lean into and get curious about. Mm, mm, 100%. And I know, um, as we said at the beginning of the interview, that you're helping many others um, in to ease their life as well. So you are serving the communities so much. You're empowering others to use that manifestation and that positivity and drawing from your own trauma experiences so that you can help others heal as well. What kind of message did you want to leave the audience on today? I would like to leave them the audience with the message that their needs matter, period. So it's it's not at 
you know, the expense of someone else's needs and you just get to ask for what you need and, and do that with grace that like the person you're asking might not have that available to give to you, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a right to need it and to ask for support and then just get really used to asking for support. And that can be, I mean, I remember in earlier manifestations where I would feel guilty asking the universe. Like I would be in conversation going, this is the thing I really need in my life right now. I know it's a lot to ask for. And it's like, this is the universe. And I'm feeling like, I'm sorry, I'm asking for so much. And I just want to encourage all the listeners to just keep asking. And even when it's uncomfortable, like you are likely somebody who is willing to support. So you deserve support as well. That is very, very true. Uh, Very wise um, words from Nicole today. Some great golden nuggets that she's dropped, very powerful words and some insights in overcoming trauma, embracing your fear, embracing your story and still just being, like she said, on the path, just being on the journey and being part of it and really leaning into it. So I hope you had a lot of takeaways and thank you very much for being brave to share your story and we'll be sharing where to actually connect with Nicole as well. You are so appreciated and you can find the Victim to Victory podcast series on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and our Facebook group. Please subscribe, share and comment to be the change that the world needs and let me leave you with a message of figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you, Tracy. This is such an honor.